we have come to worship him. Uh, these wise men, and we remember their journey on this day, the 6th of January every year. It's called Epiphany. And as I said early, earlier, it means to reveal. And Jesus is revealed as the king that all must bow before. And we obviously we know uh, from scripture that uh, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everyone will acknowledge this kingship. We either do it gladly and in submission, or we'll kind of have to do it just acknowledging his greatness and his glory. But of course, we have the choice of that. These magi are shrouded and surrounded in mystery. We Matthew just tells us they come from the east. He doesn't give us a pinpoint location. Uh, there are various understandings of who they are, whether they're wise men, whether they're astrologers, whether they're spiritual priests from other parts of the lands, or whether indeed they're kings. Uh, mystery surrounds them. And maybe one of the things that we need to understand from their journey is there will be mystery on our journey uh, with Jesus and to find Jesus and to worship Jesus. You know, we have to live with mystery in this life. Not all our questions are answered. I'm sure they had many, many questions as they set out on their journey. And I'm not sure all of their questions will have been answered. They must have been incredibly surprised when they got to Jerusalem and headed to the palace and not to find a newborn king there, but uh, to be led to a, a smaller town and to enter a house. Uh, but they certainly recognized that kingship when they saw it. They bowed down. Uh, wise men will always bow to the wisdom of God. And Jesus, of course, is the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 1 uh, verses 24 to 30 talk all about that. And verse 30 talks about him who became wisdom from God on our behalf. Of course, they didn't know that right then, but uh, we do know that. And it is wise to always be bowing and bringing our worship before the wisdom, Jesus, who is the wisdom of God. The circumstances of Jesus' birth obviously are uh, mysterious to us, uh, laid in a feeding trough. We know uh, Bethlehem is the house of bread, and he who is the bread of life is laid in that feeding trough. He gives us bread to feed the world. John chapter 6 talks all about that. One of the things that Matthew wants us to see in this uh, passage as well is the contrast between these seekers with all their hearts coming to find this newborn king and bowing down before him and the religious leaders of Israel who have to be called by Herod. Uh, these guys are following this bright star in the sky 
They know a new king has arrived, uh, one born to be king of the Jews. And yet the Jewish religious leaders and the Jewish religious scholars are not seeking that same thing. There's a contrast. And uh, these magi, these Gentiles, these people who shouldn't be in on this great uh, revealing are right at the heart of it. God uh, is revealing right from the beginning that this king, Jesus, has come for all the world and not just for the Jews. Herod, uh, uh, the type of kingship is being contrasted as well. Uh, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, out of you a shepherd shall arise and a scepter will be in his hand. I'm paraphrasing from Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 there. But Jesus comes as a shepherd king and Jesus comes as a servant king. And here we see Herod already beginning to plot and to scheme. Uh, let me know he sends for the scholars to find out where the uh, Messiah is supposed to be born. And then he sends the wise men, the Magi, off to Bethlehem with instructions to bring word back to him so he can come and worship. He's got no intentions of coming to worship. He's out to get rid of this rival as quickly and as swiftly as he can. So we see a scheming king, an evil king, uh, contrasted with Jesus who is the shepherd and the servant king, one who will lay down his life on behalf of his people, contrasted with Herod and his evil, who will take the life of people to secure his own position. Wise men bow before the wisdom of God, and Herod wouldn't bow before the wisdom of God. This is a wonderful picture I found on the internet. This is the superstar that uh, uh, appeared just before Christmas in the run-up to Christmas. That's Jupiter and Saturn aligned and that picture is taken over Alaska. Doesn't it look amazing? And uh, maybe it was some kind of constellation like that that these magi were following. But if you think about the journey that they must have gone on, uh, the scholars reckon it could have taken up to a year and there were likely a caravan of perhaps up to or above a hundred people in that not just the three kings we uh, sing about we three kings of orient are that's maybe where tradition has uh, run riot a little bit but undoubtedly this would have been a traveling caravan for safety and security and they would have been traveling through perilous lands and uh, carrying great riches of course uh, with that, uh, those great gifts that they bring. And uh, we highlighted three gifts, but it says out of their gifts of treasures. So these are, are wealthy people of some means. And uh, the lengths they go to, to come and acknowledge and bow down and worship before this newborn king. What lengths will we go to, to bring our worship to Jesus? You know, how costly uh, it, will it, are we, what, what cost are we prepared to pay to bring our worship to him? It's a good question to be meditating on and reflecting on as we begin this new year. And of course, they bring with them their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold for a king. 
incense, frankincense for a deity and myrrh, a prophetic sign that he is going to die on our behalf. Myrrh was used for embalming the bodies of the dead. What do I bring to worship? What gifts can I bring? I can bring myself. I can bring my possessions. I can bring my time. I can bring my effort. Everything I have, he has given to me in his grace and his goodness and his generosity. And I need to bring it back to him. Will we bow and surrender readily without need to uh, be asked of it like they do? They submit without demand. They fall down before this newborn child. He can't even speak to ask anything of them, but they readily acknowledge his greatness. And are we ready to do that? Will we submit without demand? Because their openness to be led in mysterious ways, their openness to be led prophetically as God preserves their lives through that divinely given prophetic dream and warns them against going back to Herod. So important we stay open to God using us in these different ways. Uh, yes, they are uh, led and put on the true direction by scripture as they head for Bethlehem. And of course, scripture needs to be right at the heart of how we relate to God, how we're led by God, but we must stay open to these other ways of being led by the Lord as well. And they had obedient hearts, didn't they? They obediently followed this star. And as soon as they get that guidance through the dream, they're ready and they're willing to obey. You know, will we uh, examine our own hearts afresh at the beginning of this year? Are we ready and willing to obey uh, readily the Lord Jesus? And are we ready to respond to the Holy Spirit in whatever way he wants to bring us uh, the wisdom and the word of God for our lives? So let us be those that are ever willing to bring our worship to Christ, the newborn, the trueborn, and the world's true King. To him be the glory this day and every day. Oh, come, let us adore him. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <laughs>